The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. going there commander cody chris townsend with you here on a very special night it's draft day it's the first round it's your opportunity to hopefully draft a player that is going to help take your organization to the next level somebody hopefully will be a star for you for many years to come Make your organization winners, make you a lot of money, and a player that kids can grow up in that town and love. Can you be the next King Griffey Jr.? Can you be the next Mike Trout, Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger? And I think what tonight has done for me, it's just, God, I miss baseball. I mean, just, I mean, it's just, Watching just just these highlights of these kids has got me excited. Also getting me excited. And, Commander, uh, my draft analyst, Commander Cody, who put out his own mock draft, uh, you can't see him, but I can. He's actually in a, a shirt and a tie as he makes his debut as a draft analyst. How are you this evening? Tony, I'm doing great after uh, evaluating my mock draft against the likes of Jim Callis, Jonathan Mayo, Kylie McDaniel, Keith Law, Eric Loggenhagen. I'm doing pretty well. I got five picks right so far. I haven't looked in the last couple, nice. but I've, that's outperforming guys of uh, that have been doing this for a while. That'd be Eric Loggenhagen, friend of the program, uh, Jonathan Mayo, who we're going to talk to on Friday. So I'm outperforming those guys right now. I mean, these guys do it for a living, and my mock draft was a lot of fun to do, and my write-ups are kind of funny, like saying how I added how Mike Trout uh, hasn't made the playoffs and, and it's, or hasn't won a playoff game in his entire tenure with the Angels. It's funny stuff like that, but this has been a lot of fun. And, you know, the Rays are picking right now, and then the Braves are on the clock, and then the A's are up at 26. So we're getting close to seeing who the next potential future Hall of Famer the Oakland A's will draft. Yeah, so uh, we got the Rays on the clock, and, you know, it was obvious as we were getting you ready for this draft. It, it, it was very obvious that this was going to be a college-heavy draft. You know, it happens all the time, right, where they say, hey, it's going to be better high school players. There's going to be better college players. There is no question that the, that the college players have absolutely dominated this draft. And we'll see who the Rays – do you have the pick? Yeah, they took Nick uh, Bitsko from – he's a uh, high school kid from Central Bucks East High School in Pennsylvania, which is out towards Philadelphia. So another high school pitcher. And it's funny you mentioned how many high school kids went. For the first time in draft history, the first six players were all college picks. That's the first time ever that there was no high school players drafted in the first six picks of the draft. So a lot of history being made tonight at the uh, 2020 MLB draft. Probably one of the dumbest things I've heard, because you hear a lot of uh, repetition and the same thing over and over again about these guys. It's draft speak. But when Carson Tucker out of Arizona, shortstop, goes to the Indians, and uh, I was watching ESPN's coverage, and he, he says, hey, the Indians like athletes. 
And I went, huh, opposed to other teams don't want athletic players? <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. So the Braves are now on the clock at number 25. I'm not going to be shocked. I don't know any of these guys. I'm like you. And a lot of these guys have barely played. I mean, the, some of these high school kids, you know, in, in the Midwest on the East Coast, they never really got to play any games. And they, these college guys didn't get many games in either. But if I'm looking at these guys' draft boards and who they say is, you know, the next, you know, as, as they always say, the best player on my board, for Eric Kubota and his staff, People are still talking about, Cody, that there's really good college pitchers left. And could we see the A's going after a pitcher, another big-time arm? Because there's still a lot of these kids out there that are pumping 97, 98 in college. And, you know, obviously all the highlights make these guys look really, really good. But college pitchers now are coming out with such great velocity. You know, they the first kid taken... Uh, pitcher-wise, the Max Meyer out of Minnesota, who hits triple digits and has a wipeout slider, you know, this was at the start of the draft. He was, you know, Marlins' third pick. They say you could put him in the bullpen right now. I mean, when you're throwing 100 miles an hour and you got a wipeout slider, you can get major leaguers out. Highest draft pick from the University of Minnesota since? I would say Dave Winfield. The great Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor went third from the University of Minnesota. So since then, he's the highest. Dave Winfield went number two. Yeah, remember the Rangers passed on him for a guy named David Clyde, who threw 400 uh, no-hitters in high school and only won like seven games in his career for the Rangers, and they passed up on Winfield and a couple other guys. But uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, because there was this guy at third um, – Sitting there, and the Milwaukee Brewers took him. He had a decent little career. I think his name is uh, Robin Yount. I think he won a couple MVP awards at two different positions, uh, mind you. Uh, I think he had a nice little career for the, for uh, Harvey's Wallbangers. So uh, the the one guy you're mentioning is Cole Wilcox, the right-hander from Georgia. I, I still like the A's taking the shortstop, Nick Lofton, from Baylor, because Billy's Billy likes and his staff like to take shortstops. Since he took over in 97, they've taken 10 shortstops in the first round or the compensation round. Uh, I could see Lofton being a guy that could take a catcher. Wilcox is a guy. There's a high school kid that throws hard from the same hometown as Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan. So there's a lot of a lot of talent left on the board because we saw the when uh, Kerstad went number two, the offloader from Arkansas to the Orioles, it kind of shocked everyone. And I thought they were actually going to take Nick Gonzalez because he would have been cheaper than signing Austin Martin, who goes to the Blue Jays. Blue Jays have a really, really scary future coming up with – Bichette and and Kevin Biggio and and Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Austin Martin they 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 made out well in this draft so I, I like there's a lot of options for Billy and his staff and Eric Kubota and, and David Force coming up here because the Braves pick is in and once it comes in I'll go to the podium and we'll hear what who Manfred announces and he'll say the A's are on the clock so all right you need to tell me because I'm watching it on my phone uh, so I am delayed so. Anything that's being announced, you Here, you, here we go. Here we go. Here's, here's okay. Manfred. With the 25th pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the Atlanta Braves select Jared Schuster, a left-handed pitcher from Wake Forest. The Oakland Athletics have the next pick. 
So there you go. He, he, I didn't even see his name mentioned in the top 29 picks. I had him taking now, Chris McMahon, a pitcher from Miami. Hey, remember everybody said Nick Lofton is not going to be there when the A's pick. Well, yeah. guess who's there? Yeah. Same with the uh, power hitting first baseman we both like from uh, Sabato, the kid we like from North Carolina. Uh, oh, they, hey, Sabato hits bombs. Yeah, we saw that video they Baseball America tweeted out. There's a lot of good players on the board still, and a lot of couple good high school players. So this is exciting. Hey, they got three and a half hey, minutes we, for the A's here. So, hey, let's give some love uh, to Nick York, Archbishop Mitty down here in the South Bay, going number seventeen to the Boston Red Sox. As supposedly he's a kid that can just rake, can play all over the diamond. So. If you're out there, Nick York, and you're possibly listening to A's cast, which I doubt, you're probably uh, partying up. Congratulations, going number 17. Hein Bloom kind of shocked everybody with that pick. Yeah, it w- when I when I heard that pick, I'm like, all right, Boston, take Garrett Mitchell here, and make my mock draft look even better. And I know there's a lot of talk about Mitchell being, you know, looked down upon because of his type one diabetes. But when they took York, I'm like, okay, I heard Archbishop. I'm like, is he really from Midi High School? And I know he wasn't as highly touted as some of these other kids, but it's good for him. There's, you know, the talk of, oh, maybe the Red Sox drafted him because they could take less money. He'll take less money and they'll have more money to spend. But uh, the A's pick is in, according to MLB.com, MLB Network. So once uh, Manfred walks up to the podium, I'll Here go to the go. pick live. Uh, I mean, what see. if you take one of these hot shot college pitchers and who's got a great arm and you start thinking of the future of Jesus Lazardo, A.J. Puck, and whoever this guy is, because whoever they're going to be picking is a guy that's going to have some serious heat. Couple guys, I mean, couple guys available: Chris McMahon from Miami, Bobby Miller from Louisville, and you have um, Cole Wilcox from Georgia. Right, all right-handers who the the A's could look at here. And a, a power right-hander to go with two power left-handers and Jesus Cesardo and AJ Puck. Are you kidding me? So MLB Network with the commercial break. So. Uh, Okay. We're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have to wait for the ace pick. the The anticipation is killing both of us, and you know it, it's a. Uh, I, I really want to see. I'm anticipating this a lot because I want to see if my research with Nick Lofton was right. But if not, it's gonna be. It's. I, I just want to see who it is because you're right. That adding a power right-handed arm with Puck and Lazardo will help them going forward. We're not saying this guy could get called up. Whoever it is, get called up this year. But shorter season. We've already heard it mentioned a few of these guys in the draft. He could pitch in the bullpen this year. We've seen it with Brandon Finnegan. We've seen it with David Price. Chris Sell came up as a reliever when he first got drafted. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they, they're going to wrestle him. But if it's a short season, you could put a guy like that in your bullpen. I don't see. I don't see what the problem with that would be. I mean, I, I want you to think about this kind of stuff, right? Because you start thinking about youth. Let's not forget Frankie Montas is just twenty-seven years old. So. If you're able to get one of these college right-handed pitchers that is a stuff guy, that's going to give you right there four guys right there with terrific stuff and then throw in someone like Sean Manaya, You could have this young power rotation that's super cheap for a long, long time. I mean, this is – I mean, because – because right now, I mean, y- you love the athletics rotation going into this season because it's so deep as Chris Bassett really gives you a six starter. And you you know how high we are on Chris. But you go, I mean, w- with Frankie Montas entering his prime, Sean Manaya's is young. 
Puck and Lazardo are babies and whoever this guy you're going to add. I mean, they may go position player. And people like going people like taking shortstops. Why? Because shortstops are great athletes. And shortstops, you can move all over the place. Think Chad Pinder. When Chad Pinder was coming up, we never said, hey man, I can't wait to watch Chad Pinder play right field. Right? <laughs> Seriously. And then Statcast talks about. I mean, think about that. StatCast will tell you that Chad Pender, a career shortstop, if not middle infielder, gets one of the best breaks on balls as an outfielder. I mean, shortstops, I mean, the name of the game now is versatility. Can't say enough about what Mark Canna can do, what Chad Pender can do. You know, when you got guys that can move all around the diamond where you're bringing, you know, three, four gloves to every single game. I mean, that that versatility and this year will be different because the rosters will be expanded. But once we get back to normalcy, I mean, there's no doubt ESPN right now is showing Matt Chapman, Matt Olson talking about 36 home runs. Here comes Manfred. With the 26th pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the Oakland Athletics select Tyler Soderstrom, a catcher from Turlock High School, Turlock, California. The Minnesota Twins have the next pick. Wow. High schooler. I thought the Giants would take him, but uh, I saw reports that the DAs were interested in him. I think Susan Slusser was tweeting that the DAs are very high on him. High school catcher, huh? Well, that threw threw off my mock draft uh, a good bit. But. Yeah, I did not see that. Yeah, and I'm looking at it. It's like, you know, I just Googled him, and a lot of people talked about, you know, him going to the San Francisco Giants. They took a different catcher, offense first catcher with sweet swing. Hold on here. I'm going to have to mute MLB.com. Uh, let's, let's get to know him a little bit. He's the son of Steve Soderstrom, the former San Francisco Giant. Well, I don't know if he ever got to the big leagues, but he played at Fresno State. I played against him. Uh, I actually partied with him when he was a San Jose (laughs) Giant. And actually, his family, I believe, they're in the almond business uh, down there in, in the Valley. Let's see. His older brother, Tate, is a junior outfielder at the University of Arizona. He is committed to UCLA. Entering the 2000, so his dad was a first-round pick. Entering the 2020 draft, there were only nine father and son duos who were both drafted in the first round. The newest was uh, Bobby Witt and Bobby Witt Jr. The other pairings, Tom and Ben Grieve, Jeff and Sean Burroughs, Delino DeShields, Delino DeShields Jr., Tom and Neil Walker, John Mabry and John Mabry Jr. How about this one? Friend of the program, Steve and Nick Swisher. Phil and Tyler Nevin. Think how old we are getting. Phil Nevin's kid was a first-round pick in 2015. And then Rod and Brad Boxberger. So those are the those are the uh, selections. A fun fact, Steve Soderstrom and and both sons played for the same coach at Turlock. Wow. He's been coaching there for 26 years. 
Soderstrom was sixth overall by the Giants in 93 out of Fresno State. I have Soderstrom's uh, stats here from high school if you want to hear them. And well, he- and he, he, here we go. I, I, I knew because Soderstrom was, was – when I started doing San Jose Giants, I don't know if he was there at the time, but there was a time where we knew some of the guys that we – you know, we played against – you know, they get drafted while we're still playing in college – We'd all hang out, San Jose Giants and San Jose State Baseball, we'd all hang out downtown. I remember having beers with Steve Soderstrom. Um, but, yes, their family, they have a turkey farm and almond almond orchards. So they're in the almond business. Uh, from what I remember, they're loaded. Um, there's some fun facts. What, 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 what you got? So in 82 games at playing in Turlock as a high school player, he has a, th- a career 373 batting average, an on-base percentage of 458. He has 91 hits, 69 RBIs, and he's hit seven career home runs in high school. But I mean that, and he's caught ceiling percentage is 50 over 50 percent. So that's pretty good in high school uh, for a young kid who's gonna, you know, he's only 18, gonna blossom to grow more. To hit 373, I know high school's a little different than college, but still to hit like that as a catcher, it's a good sign going forward for the A's, and to have a father that was drafted high in the the draft also, that's good lineage there. So he played on Team USA, the 18U national team, in the summer of 2019, started all nine games in the World Baseball Softball Confederation U18 Baseball World Cup. He hit 364 for Team USA, including a two-run double in the win over Chinese Taipei on August, on August 30th and an RBI double to win over Spain on September 2nd. So what it seems like they got, the athletics, is a sweet swing and catcher who's a pretty good athlete and can run a little bit. Interesting pick. You want to know who went after after him? Our guy, Aaron Sabato, the first baseman from North Carolina. The Twins, who had 307 home runs, just added another power hitting player to their farm system. <laughs> I'm watching the highlights of the Sabato guy. <laughs> he hits bombs. He's like uh he'd be the right-handed version of Matt Stairs. I don't know what his stats are, but he's six two. Well, he's a lot bigger than Stairs, but he's six two, two hundred and thirty pounds. The draft's fun. I mean, I, I it makes me – I'm ready for baseball to start. And the fact that the commissioner – I didn't get to see it today, but the fact that the commissioner basically guaranteed we're going to see baseball – they're so close. I, you know, they're so close from prorated salary to, to full salary to, you know, what the amount of games. They're so close. Let's just get this thing done. Have the draft. Let the draft star for two days. And then Friday announce the plan. To come back because as as I've said on the show, as of tomorrow, you're gonna see on the tee Rory McIlroy, on the tee Dustin Johnson. You're gonna the PGA Tour is teeing it up tomorrow. They're back, and they're gonna get all the headlines. Now, has baseball missed its window? Some of it. But what golf can't do, what NASCAR can't do, what the NBA can't do, what, they can't play every day. That will be baseball's advantage. You can play every day. And every single game is going to be managed 
like a playoff game. That 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 that's where I, I'm fascinated to watch. You know, none of this. Hey, hey, it's early. Who cares? We lost this game. No, 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 no. You're going to manage every game like it's a playoff game. And it is a sprint. And I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to keep, you know, that's uh, I missed, you know, I miss keeping score. I miss the Bible. The store, the store that does my Bible, my scorebook, they're not open. I'm going to have to go to like old, old scorebooks and rip out pages to be able to start start keeping score for this season. So whether it's going to be 80-something games, 70-something games, I'm not thrilled about 48, but whatever you give me, I'll take. I'm starving. And if it's 40, wow. that that That's going to be crazy. Well, when Carl Ravitz brought up uh, 48 games to Commissioner Manfred on his interview on ESPN, he got kind of got defensive about it and said he pretty much didn't want to talk about it, but – We'll see when they agree when this happens. I mean, like you always said, the two sides talking is great, and hopefully they come to an agreement soon. I got uh, Aaron Sabato's college stats at North Carolina, uh, and he's only played in 83 career games because the season was shortened this year. 25 home runs, 81 RBIs, a 332 batting average, a 1,158 OPS. Um, I think the Twins got a steal there at 28. Well, we always think about – we always, you know, talking about – Everybody loves their picks, right? Everybody loves their guys. And I can't say it enough. You are a suspect until you make it in the big leagues. But the more, you know, obviously Soderstrom comes from a baseball family. His performance in the PDP league earned him a spot in the 2019 high school all-star game at Progressive Field. That's pretty cool. So you go on MLB.com right now. and. You could you can look at uh, David Adler has uh, ten things to know about him. He was just named. This will make you feel better. Gatorade California Baseball Player of the Year for 2019-2020. He only got to play five games as a senior before the season was canceled. But as a junior, he hit 450, four bombs, uh, 1,340 OPS in 28 games for Turlock. So. Gatorade Baseball Player of the Year. Now the big question is, is will he sign? And that's something that is always one of whenever we always have Eric Kubota on after the draft. And that is always like the number one question when you're taking a high school guy, you know, the director of scouting. Because obviously you've taught, you've had conversations. Now, Cody, you've been hearing some rumblings that there's teams that are drafting players that they know will not sign and go to college because that's what they want. Yeah, Kylie McDaniel of ESPN was on Buster Olney's podcast. I think it was on Monday to preview the draft, and he mentioned that because a report came out the other day that the Angels were willing to punt on their draft pick, meaning they would take the pick and they know he wouldn't sign and they would just you know save the money to use elsewhere. And get a comp pick for get a pick for next year, but obviously they didn't do that uh, as of yet because obviously you usually have till July 10th, but now they're pushing it back to August 1st to sign your draft picks. And 
that, that idea is just insane to me. You draft the best player available because you want the best player available to be in your system to help you win now. That's why we have so many problems with baseball with tanking. You know, I, I'm a fan of systematic tanking because it works if you do it right. Um, the Sixers are trying it. The Astros tried it, and well, they, we found out they cheated. The Cubs did it, and it worked. It depends on how you do it and rebuild, but it it, it works if you do it the right way. But it, there's just problems. If you're drafting players, you know they're going to sign. That's just that's just silly. And I got a couple things here from Susan Slusser. She's saying that um, with him going to UCLA, the A's are probably willing to go over slot to get him, which they did. And he's the first catcher the A's have taken in the first round since Landon Powell in 2004 and the first high school catcher drafted by the A's since Jerry Johnson in 1974. What round did Max Stassi go in? Uh, let's take a look. And he was also committed to UCLA, if I remember correctly. Stassi was drafted in the fourth round of the 2009 draft. Austin Wells just went to, to the, the New York Yankees. And, and one of the great things about watching this is the reaction of the families. And... It's mom that's always hugged first. You know, mom has taken you to all these games, all these years, all these practices, you know, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, watched you through all these games and also your dad and just those moments with the family behind you, brothers and sisters and girlfriends and, you know, everybody that supported you and the fact that you go in the first round and everybody, I, I got to be honest with you. I think this is far better than, well, they were going to change. They were going to be in Omaha this year for the College World Series. But I actually like these Zoom drafts because you get to see the entire family and you get to see the reaction of the families when the player gets taken versus like they used to do it in Studio 42 at MLB Network in New Jersey. Dodgers selection is in. Who Bob, is it? Bobby Miller, right-handed pitcher. Louisville. So two Louisville pitchers going in the first round here. I like Miller. He throws hard. He was drafted in the 36th round in 2017 by uh, the Orioles, and he didn't sign, obviously. He goes to Louisville, has a nice career. Now he's the 28th, 29th pick in the draft by the Dodgers. Now remember, we're going into the comp round A because the Astros don't have a, a first-round draft pick for the cheating scandal. So, 87 percent of his fastballs are 95 plus and they're comparing him his curveball swing strike rate to Noah Syndergaard so the Dodgers just got a 6'5 220 pound fireball throwing big time curveball throwing pitcher see it's guys like that that you think is is that who you is that who you put in a, a rotation with Walker Bueller? Oh, they're showing the highlights. This kid blows Ched. Him and- I, that's where I, that's this is where I thought the A's would go. I thought they were because because you're thinking you got three young left-handers and Puck, Lazardo, Manaya, and then you got Frankie Montas, and then you add another big-time power right-handed arm that hopefully could be in the big leagues in two years. But they go catcher. They must have really liked this player. What 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 else you got from Susan? Well, that that's all we have from Susan. But I'm really excited now because the 
with the ace taking a catcher in the first round. We have Raymond Fossey tomorrow, so can't wait to get oh. the breakdown from Foss. On Didn't the, even uh, think about that. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I put in my dr- mock draft breakdown that the uh, I thought the Indians would take uh, Dylan Dillinger. Um, D- sorry, Dingler from uh, Ohio State. He's a catcher. And I put in there, they ain't, the uh, Indians are still looking for the next catcher to replace the great Ray Fossey. But they obviously took uh, Carson Tucker, brother of Cole Tucker of the Pirates. But the A's drafting a catcher at 26, like a high school kid. Can't wait to get the, uh, the breakdown from Foss tomorrow at 2.30 on our show. Who's the best guy left on your board? Uh, let me, i got to pull up my draft again now. But I want to say it's uh, it's either Chris McMahon, the right-handed starter from Miami, and I don't want to say his name because I'm going to butcher it, but it's a kid from, uh, from another right-handed ki- uh, pitcher from Miami, and there's a right-handed pitcher from South Carolina. The Cole Wilcox, the right-handed from Georgia, is still available. A lot of good flame-throwing uh, pitchers still available heading into comp round A. The Orioles are on the clock right now. We'll find out more what they do tomorrow. What is PG showcases? It's uh, a good question. I don't know. All I know is they they put this tweet out about Tyler Soderstrom. 2020 catcher from Turlock, California, UCLA commit, showed advanced skills behind the plate, and with the left-handed bat during BP 2019 National Showcase. You know, whenever they talk about the catchers now, and it's like, ah, man, this guy really can throw. It's like, no one steals bases anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, throw, I mean, throw out half the half the runners, so that's a good sign. And it's the uh, perfect game baseball showcase is what that is what is. Perfect game baseball showcase is what they're talking about for Tyler Soderstrom. So we'll get Eric Caboto. Hopefully we're going to get Tyler. Uh, cannot wait. Baseball, hopefully, is right around the corner. Okay, so programming notes. Obviously, we weren't on today because of the draft. We will be on tomorrow from 2 to 5. And that'll be rounds 2 through 5. And then we'll be back Friday at our normal time from 1 to 4. Cody, the tie looks great. I think you did a great job. Um, Have you mapped out rounds 2 through 5 yet? No, uh, I, I haven't, and, you know, I will say I'm going to take credit for this. I'm the only guy I've seen from mock drafts that say that Asa Lacey was going to go number four to the Royals, so I'm patting myself on the back for that one because I'm the only guy out of all the mock drafts I looked at that said that was going to happen. So um, this has been exciting. I'm glad I got to do the mock draft 1.0, and and uh, I only did one. Didn't have time to do uh, seven like everyone else. Yeah, um, what, what, you don't. You you just need one. Yeah, you just need these, one. These turkeys got to do. You know, we should bring them all. Every guy you beat, we should bring them on and just rub it in their nose. Well, Jonathan Mayo is going to be on Friday from MLB.com and MLB Pipeline. He lives in Pittsburgh, so there's a there's a great connection there. He he's done pretty. I think, I'm going to go back and look and see how they all did. But uh, if you want to stick around on Ace Cast, we got the Ace 73rd win of last year against the Yankees. So stick around as the Ace take down the Yankees next here on Ace Cast. Where are they? The Bronx or Oakland? Uh, that game would be at the Oakland Coliseum. A's Yankees next on A's Cast. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow from 2 to 5 o'clock. Thank you for listening to our quick little draft special right here on A's Cast, powered by TuneIn. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.